Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another night of broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments heard on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. If you are generally sensitive to certain topics and or have spiritual beliefs that prohibit you from discussing or participating in certain topics of a sensitive nature, listener discretion is advised. And now, located in Nestle, in the bright golden studio of the soul of America Radio, I present to you right now, I am on the air, 
they seem to look pretty confident about it. Are y'all confident? Don't play with me. <laughs> Don't play with me. I know I'm on the air. I'm not going to worry about that. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Soul of America Radio. You can go ahead and check it out. You can go and play my music. Okay, thank you very much. Welcome to the Soul of America Radio. I'm your host, Anthony Stallings. Oh, God, did I say Anthony? Did I say the A word? Did y'all, Did I say the A word? I'm Tony. Tony. I'm Tony. I'm Tony Montana. I'm, I am not Anthony. My mo- that, That's a name that my mom calls me. But I am Tony Montana, a.k.a. So say goodnight to the bad guy. The bad guy. Tonight I am doing this show because um, I was so touched by the send-off that I'm noticing for President Obama and his family. And um, I, I just wanted to do a show on the last night that he was president because I've done so many shows. And forgive me if I'm a little slow tonight. I'm, I'm working off two separate uh, computers and laptops. I've got several things fired up here. It's not going to be a long show. Uh, thank you for joining in different area codes uh, across the country. I'm noticing that people are beginning to chime in. Welcome. I am so delighted that you could join me tonight. Um, I'm not going to be long at all, but I'm noticing that my call list is growing, so I'm just going to give people a chance to get logged in and and called in and everything else, and I'm going to run my mouth a minute. Uh, I may, if you if you want to speak to me, I, I really just want to talk, but if you want to speak to me, and you're already on the phone, press one, and uh, my uh, my engineer will notice that you have pressed it, and it will let us know that you want to talk on the air, and then uh, we will definitely get you on the air. Um, but I'm just gonna get straight to the point, man. Um, this is the first time, you know, I'm 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 in my um, I'm in my I'm in I'm over forty, right? <laughs> Um, okay, okay, I'm over 50, all right? <laughs> but this is the first time that I, I, I think the first president I remember, you know, when you're growing up, you know, you know, but the first president I really remember was Nixon. And all I remember was him holding up those two fingers like a peace sign, I'm not a crook. <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> I just remember him saying he's not a crook. And then uh, uh, he left. And then uh, Gerald Ford, I think, stepped in. I, I, am I wrong? Was it Ford? But research it. Research it. Somebody's uh, telling me I'm wrong, but I, I believe it was Ford. Um, but anyway, when he uh, when he when he resigned the office of the president, I remember I was I was a young teenager, and I, I was just getting interested in the arena of presidents and I had just gotten a little you know I just gotten a little interest in politics I had visited London England with my mom and a couple of other people in a group we went to London England and um, I had a chance to talk with some people outside of the country about our country and um, Shortly after that, I think Jimmy Carter became president. He was a one-term president, by the way. We hadn't had one since him. But I began to notice, 
you know, and I guess you're going to laugh at me when I say this, is that the importance of what a president does. And when I was a kid, there were no such things as a black president. I mean, that that just wasn't something that you added to the radar. I mean, we couldn't even, <laughs> we were just getting the right to vote, let alone be a freaking president. I mean, that was just unheard of. I mean, it wasn't even a topic for discussion. You get laughed right out of wherever you were if you mention a black man being president. And I think during that time, if I'm not mistaken, Jesse Jackson ran. You remember, some of you might remember that old thing, Run, Jesse, Run. But nobody, it was like a a satire. Nobody really took it seriously. You know, Jesse Jackson's running for president. Oh, that's cute. Because we just weren't president material in those days to some people. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, did Shirley Chisholm run? Did Shirley Chisholm run for, uh, y'all ain't old enough, y'all don't know. I got very young staff in here helping me tonight, and uh, and it's not many of them at all. So uh, I'll probably have to end up doing my own research tonight. I thought for a minute that Shirley Chisholm ran uh, trying to get on to be president. Uh, if somebody wants to call up and correct me, I, I'm not going to do a Donald Trump on you. Um, you know, I, I definitely am trying to do my research while I'm um, while I'm talking to you because my staff is millennial and they do not know anything past uh, the the nineties. Well, the two thousands. I'm sorry, and um, so anyway, uh, getting back to what I was saying, I never, ever in my wildest dreams had, uh, oh, yes, yeah, she did run for president. She, uh, she ran for nomination for, uh, she was the first African-American woman to run for nomination uh, with a major party. And before Hillary, there was Shirley Chisholm. Um, I just want you young folks to know that that there, that there was a, a, a black woman that actually ran uh, for the uh, the president uh, position, and, and she got she um, she ran for nomination of the party, and of course she uh, she did not actually uh, receive it, uh, but um, nonetheless um, Shirley Chisholm um, was the first one, and uh, so anyway. On to my story, and uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I really appreciate the crowd. I didn't expect many people to join us tonight. Excuse me, but, I I mean, I really didn't promote this show. Um, To be honest with you, I I wanted to do a show on the last night of a a Barack Obama. Let me just explain this to you. Let me me just make this shorter. (sighs) I'll tell you, I want to tell you what I was doing. When I first noticed Barack Obama, um, I never in a million years thought that we would uh, have a black president. Um, We were just getting our civil rights. And a lot of you millennials may not remember that because all you've known, I've got a son that's 16, he used to announce for me, but he's so cool now, he don't announce no more, right? 
Chris used to announce to me, Chris is 16, and when Chris was eight years old, um, Obama became president. So all he's known for the for over half for half of his life was a black president. It was second nature to him. But it's amazing to me how many younger people now are getting involved. Facebook is lit up. I have never, in fact, we didn't have a lot of Facebook in 2008, but I've never seen so many people react so dearly to this, what's happening now. People love this president. And there's nothing that they can do to vilify him anymore because people realize that they're going to miss this guy. They're going to miss Barack Obama and his wife, Michelle, and his children, Malia and Sasha. I missed him. I missed him already. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier, and we were both posting our butts off, and it's like, Everything was Obama, 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 and my timeline was flooded. And I sat down alone, and I felt as if I was losing a family member. I went to social media, and I looked at Michelle Obama's uh, Instagram, and it really touched me. She put a picture up of her and Barack Obama, her husband, the president, um, looking out at the Washington Monument from the White House for the last time. And that touched me. That really touched me. I uh I really wish oh my God, wait a minute. I really wish that um I'm in a bit of a crisis here, hold on a minute. Don't have any staff with me to help me. But I really wish that um that that he had another term, but he doesn't, and um, we're getting another president. And I think what's breaking everybody's heart, I, I wonder if, thank you, thank you, I'm getting a lot of text messages uh, agreeing with me on this and a lot of inboxes. Um, I wonder if Hillary had won, and this is a question I want to pose to everybody out there, even though I may not be taking calls. I wonder if Hillary had won, would we be this dramatic over it? I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking if Hillary Clinton had won, we would have had a sigh of relief. I'm sure we would miss Obama, but I'm wondering if we would feel that put on his leg, don't go daddy, don't leave us daddy kind of thing. Because right now, I feel like <laughs> it's like it's like you know your dad is walking out of the house forever and and you're putting on his leg, don't leave us, daddy, please, and it's like, can I just talk like a third grader for a minute? It's like, don't leave us and let the boogeyman eat us because Trump to me in my mind and, and I'm pretty sure I've got some Trump followers listening, but Trump to me represents a lot of the things things that Obama wasn't. And I think that's what's ki- that's kicking us in the core. Thank you. I see you. 
202. Right now, I'm just not taking calls, but hold on. If I change my mind, you will be the first one. Um, I just feel like, I just feel like had we, had Hillary gotten in office, it wouldn't have been such a sting because we would have felt a little, it, it would have maintained. Obamacare wouldn't have been, um, wouldn't have been going away, and 20 million Americans wouldn't be scared tonight that they're going to lose coverage. Um, we would have a lot of different um, things that would have stayed. Thank you, 479. I see you. I'm just not answering calls right now, but don't, 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 don't give up. 209, thank you. 559, thank you. I'm getting a lot of people on to talk now. Um, but I, I just, that's just the way I feel. And, and and apparently somebody's disagreeing with me because I'm getting calls. <laughs> but um, I want to say that when I first noticed it, what? Okay, all right, all right, okay, all right. When I first noticed it, I'm a, I want to tell you what I was doing when Barack Obama was nominated as president. Don't hang up. I've got lots of people on uh, that want to talk. I may get to the calls. I only got another 27 minutes in the show, and then I'm going to cut you guys loose. Uh, so hang tough. I'm going to get back, and I'm going to tell you this. We're going to talk about it. I may take a few calls. Okay? I'll be right back. is the soul of America Radio. Rainy days, beautiful sunsets, overcast skies were made for me and you to soar. Bernadette Stammen, and you know me as Thelma from the TV show Good Times. And I am hanging out with Tony on the soul of American Radio. Hey, I'm Bridget, and I'm fighting the power on the soul of America Radio. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the soul of America Radio. You're listening to the soul of America Radio.
I am. So, all right, fade it out, my friends. Fade that out. Fade that out. Y'all don't know about Kuzma Gang anyway, right? <laughs> welcome back. I'd like to, before I get started, welcome um, area code 303 uh, is in the house tonight, 310-623. Welcome all of you to the Soul of America Radio tonight. You're late. I want each of you to give me 50 push-ups, 208. Who in the heck is listening in 208? I think that's Idaho. Oh, my God. Might be a plant. Okay. Uh, I was hoping somebody in New Orleans was listening. Nope. I don't see any Louisiana area codes. Um, Maryland, uh, 301, I think. Illinois. Somebody in Illinois. Yeah, I see 334. 334 is nothing. <laughs> okay, back to my, I only got what? I only got 23 minutes and I'm fooling around with area codes. Let me tell you what. I was, um, I was, I was, Barack Obama ran for president. I did not take it seriously. And um, I was sitting at the kitchen uh, that night when he, when, when he first ran in 2008, eating some cereal. I poured some cereal. It was beginning to get late. And I just did not have a clue that he would win. I, 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 it just, it just didn't. Are y'all listening to me over there? I want my millennials to hear this. I was clueless, so I was eating cereal. I was eating Frosted Flakes, okay. And I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. And so uh, they're laughing at me, by the way. And I remember, I remember looking up at CNN. I had the sound down because I expected them to say that. I think he ran against McCain. A friend of mine told me it was McCain that McCain had won. I, I never expected. Um, it might have been Romney. I don't know. I never expected Barack Obama to win in 2008. So I was sitting there eating my cereal, and I glanced up at the TV set, and this is no lie. This is no lie. It said projected winner Barack Obama, and it had his picture up there. Growing up in Selma, Alabama, never thought I would live long enough to see a black man take that office. And I'm having a bit of unrehearsed emotions now. Because those of us that are from Selma realize how hard the struggle was. And I know everybody did, but we were getting death threats, man, at the house when when I was a kid. My great-grandfather had let the, the, the people use Brown Chapel Church. He was bishop, presiding bishop. And... We were getting death threats, man, because a federal judge had put an injunction out that black churches cannot meet, and we were getting death threats, man. And to see a a black man on that screen was something 
I'll never forget. And God blessed us to live our life where we could see that. I I sometimes feel sorry for the millennials because they'll never understand that. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy in there because I'm I'm getting emotional. But I saw it. I put my spoon down. I spit out the cereal I had just slurped. And I screamed. I literally screamed. Like a white woman in a horror movie. I called my parents up. And I said, did you see that? And they said, yeah, it was late. People were ecstatic all over the country and the world. It's a moment in time that I'll never forget. And... To go from that to where we are now and what we were expecting to receive tomorrow is heartbreaking. And that's why so many of us feel the way we do. That That's why the pain. In 2012 when he won, I just t- sort of took it for granted. You know... Donald Trump said Donald Trump said that Barack Obama did such a bad job that a black man would that a black that blacks would wouldn't be able to be president again for generations. What what a thing to say. That that's the president, right? That's your that's gonna be the president tomorrow this time. What a thing to say, right? I'm gonna give you some a few things. I only got eighteen minutes left in this show. I wanna get this out of the way. Barack Obama was a very good president. You're gonna hear a lot of conservative talk radio hosts telling you how late, how sorry he was, what bad of a shape the country's in and, and how bad Obamacare is. It's not called Obamacare, first of all. It's called the health care reform. He passed it. Five presidents over the course of a century had tried to create universal health care. Don't hang up on me. Listen to me. Five presidents before him tried to create a universal health care insurance. It was finally signed under a black man. That's why they want to tear it down, believe me. In 2010, it became the Affordable Care Act. 20 million, more than 20 million Americans have gotten coverage through this since it passed and became law. And it provides subsidies for Americans to buy coverage and it expands the uh, Medicaid eligibility. It prohibits insurers from denying coverage and stuff to people with pre-existing conditions. And y'all remember that. The uninsured rate dropped 
from 16%, I believe, in 2010 to around 9%, I believe, in 2015. It mandated free preventative care. It allowed young folks, y'all, the millennials, you, my staff, (laughs) to stay on their parents' policies up until age 26. That's been the change. It also opposed a ban on annual lifetime caps on benefits. That's what helped my mom when she was ill. He rescued the economy. He signed what we call it was a it was a 787 billion American Recovery and Reinvestment Act in 2009. And that spawned economic growth. In it, right after one of the most severe downturns that we had in 2008 under Bush since the Great Depression. Don't turn me off. Listen to me. Hear me out. I did this show because I want to. I want to convey a message. I only got about 15 minutes left. Now, since October 2000, uh, as as of October 2016, the economy had added 15.5 million new jobs since early 2010, set a record with 73 straight months of private sector job growth. That is good. The unemployment rate, which it hit like a sustained peak of about 10% in 2009, dropped to 4.6 as of November 2016. Do you remember Romney saying he would get it down to 6%? President Obama, a black man, Got it down to 4.6%. But these people will tell you he's a sorry president. I got 14 minutes. He passed a Wall Street reform. You can Google that. <laughs> um, he negotiated a deal to block a nuclear Iran. Now, they tried to say that was a lousy deal. But he led six nations in reaching an agreement with Iran that requires the country to end its nuclear weapons program and submit to a rigorous international atomic energy inspections uh, regime, something like that, in exchange for lifting the global sanction. Now, they dogged Obama out for that, but it slowed him down. He secured a U.S. commitment to a global agreement on climate change. Okay? He ended the U.S. combat missions in Iraq and Afghanistan. That's been controversial. He brought our boys home. And they had like an initial surge of Afghanistan. Brought home about 90%. It was about 180,000 troops, and he brought about 90% of them back who were deployed in Iraq uh, when he took office. He left a small little group over there. Helped to fight the insurgents and Taliban. But they say that he created ISIS. No, that's not true. He turned around the auto industry. He bailed out the auto industry. He injected like something like $62 billion. On top of the, I think, $13.5 billion in loans from George W., he put it into the uh, into GM and Chrysler. I got 12 minutes left hanging there. He repealed 
the Don't Ask, Don't Tell, which I'm not commenting on. He supported federal recognition of same-sex marriages. That's controversial, but it helped some people. Some people think it was a good thing. He reversed those Bush torture policies. Remember the Guantanamo Bay, the waterboarding and all that? He established rules to limit carbon emissions from power plants, the clean air. He normalized relations with Cuba. And that was around 2014, I think he took. He started taking steps to open up a diplomatic and commercial um, tie with Cuba. And that ended the Cold War policy of just isolation. And then we even got direct mail flights back to Cuba. Started last year, 2016. He put Medicare on sounder financial footing, which is something that Trump is not going to do. What I'm doing, and I see a lot of you just joining me, I'm giving you some positives about one of the greatest presidents I've known in a lifetime, President Barack Obama. Um... Uh, he's done a lot, and uh, if you've missed a lot, you have to catch the rest of my show. I only got about 10 minutes. He even protected two liberal seats on the U.S. Supreme Court, and that meant a lot. I don't know if you quite could realize it, but Google that, because I don't have the time to go into it like I really want to. Uh, he kicked banks out of the federal student loan programs, and he expanded the Pell Grant funding. He improved our image abroad. He had new policies, diplomacy, and rhetoric reversed a sharp decline in the world opinion towards the United States. They liked us. During the Bush years, well, I'm going to stay out of that. Okay, he left his mark on the federal judiciary. And... Um, he appointed more than 300 judges to federal district and appeal, appeals court in lines with other two-term presidents tipping the scale in the balance. He did a lot for this country, ladies and gentlemen. A lot. He passed the Fair Sentencing Act. It was He signed it in 2010, legislation that reduced the sentencing disparity between crack and powder. That's powerful. It 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 reduced the sinning the sentencing disparity between quack crack quack crack and powder cocaine possession. You know why? He expanded the Wilderness and Watershed Protection Act. Whatever the hell that is, he did it. <laughs> it's got to be good. Um. He reduced the threat from nuclear weapons, which is something that we're going to get blown out of the water from tweets from the one we got now. He cut veteran homeless in half. And you remember when we, we, we were getting close to where we were monitoring everybody? The government was monitoring everybody over this uh, terrorism thing. I think it started with Bush. We're going to get back to that with uh, um, with Trump. I guarantee you it's going to be scary. He enacted a government surveillance reform, and it banned the government, 
governmental collecting of bulk data on people. We're going to get back to that, people. Watch and see what I say. The government will be able to keep tabs on you with who we got in the White House now. He expanded the overtime pay. He cut the deficit. He reduced the federal deficit from 9.8% of the GDP in 2009 to 3.2% in 2016. One benefit of strengthening our economy. He improved our school nutrition. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> I see some of those meals that Chris eat. I can't say that was a good thing. Oof, I'm glad I'm I'm not in, in school. It is good, it is good, it's good. It's good for nutrition and health. But oof, he strengthened women's right to fair pay. He secured the removal of chemical weapons from Syria, which was a big one. He reduced discrimination against former prisoners in federal hiring. He won major victories against housing and mortgage discrimination. This man did not sit in that office and do nothing. He was an asset to this country. He was an asset to white people, black people, green people, dark people, even people that saw themselves in a different sex. He expanded health coverage for children. He improved food safety. He signed in 2011 an FDA Food Safety Modernization Act. And that increased the Food and Drug Administration's budget. He let the space shuttle he, he let the space shuttle die and kill the planned moon mission. That saved a lot of money. A billion dollars per launch. He became the first president since Dwight Eisenhower. Listen to this. Listen to me. Listen. If you don't hear nothing else, I got six minutes left. He became the first president since Dwight Eisenhower to serve two terms with no personal or political scandals. And I'm going to stop there. He didn't have any scandals. I want to say this tonight as I wrap up the show, because I promised it wouldn't be a long show. I apologize to every caller that called and wanted to speak tonight, but I just had to say this, man. I have so much to say. I want to say that we as a nation are in different times now, but it ain't over. We are a strong people. We will bounce back from where we are. We will. I want you to know that no matter what we have going on in life, we're going to have to keep our heads up. I am going to miss this family, but it ain't over. I wanted to play this song in its entirety as my going away gift to President Obama and his wife and his kids. Y'all be blessed. I'll talk to you again. How do I say goodbye to what we have? 
Yesterday 